0: Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, Jarek Darkharbor and Sarsa Demisalt were helping out some new allies in the realm of Popolona when they got an urgent sending stone message from Jarek's father, Arik Darkharbor. He told Jarek that someone was after him and he would leave Jarek a message in their usual spot. Jarek and Sarsa boarded Sarsa's ship the Crescent Squall 3 and raced off to the ruins of Emberbrook. Welcome back to knights of the Roll Table. Welcome everybody! Woohoo! Yay! Yay. <coughs> now, I'm gonna have everybody quickly introduce their themselves. We have some special guests joining us today. My name's Chris. First of all, I'll be your dungeon master for this evening, and my co DM is going to be Matt Messerman. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Hi everyone. Hey. Welcome, Matt. He will be playing several of the uh, NPCs. And uh, we'll we'll just kind of go down the line here. So Jen, you go next.
1: I'm Jen. I'm I'm old news by now.
2: (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Zach. You know me.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Lenny. I don't know what else to say about myself. That's fine. (laughs) Welcome.
0: We'll find out more about Lenny's character in a bit. Correct. (laughs) Yes.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Snow, and you're watching Disney Channel. All right. Uh,
4: (laughs) And my name is Tad. I am also here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. All right, welcome everybody. We're going to get started right now. So, uh, Jarek and Sarsa. You're following an urgent message from Jarek's father, telling you that he'd leave something for you in the usual spot. Thus, your journey has brought you back to Emberbrook, the coastal town in Marquesia, where you lived for the better part of a year and even set up a business. <laughs> you haven't hey, seen Emberbrook. <laughs>
2: don't, don't be all judgy about that.
0: <laughs> I'm just the narrator. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen Emberbrook since its destruction at the hands of the construct Colsatori Satori and the army of twig blights and vine blights. The Crescent Squall 3 descends within the city in an open area of the center of town. You notice most of the buildings... Have sustained massive fire damage Revealing skeletal structures Of what used to be a thriving marketplace The wood is grey and ashy But it's also covered in vines Weeds and sort of dying nature You also notice the charred remains Of hundreds of small figures Baked in place Realizing their little twig and vine blights That simply burned w- with the rest of the city And uh, are forever frozen As the ship sets down Many of these husks Blow away in ash. You see before the center square an empty stone platform where a statue should be but there's nothing there. Beyond that, missing the top floor and most of the walls is the husk of Wayfinder's Tavern. Your ship lands. What do you do?
1: Well, this is just depressing.
2: It looks like somebody wised up and got rid of that stupid Massimo statue. There's, that's an improvement. Anyway, set it down right here in the in the square, and we need to we need to check out Wayfinders or what's left of it.
1: Right, I suppose we can sort through the rubble. But but he's your father said something about the usual place. I'm assuming you know where that is, right?
2: I yep.
1: You don't care to share it with me. I mean, jerek I I tell you everything, well, most things.
2: You do not. Just put it down, and I'll show you.
0: Fine. guys head over to the tavern and the only thing that really remains is a a couple of bases of tables and you see the the structural remnants of the bar itself Uh, there are no there's a couple of like melted glass uh, bottles and and just kind of bits and and lots of vines growing over everything Um, go ahead both of you and make a investigation check for me
1: can I get, like, advantage for looking for alcohol because I have a problem?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Anything, Anything you get it. disadvantage for that.
1: All right, that's, <laughs> a, that's a 16.
0: 10. Okay. And a 10. All right. Jarek, uh, you're you're more overcome with emotion, and uh, it's it's hard for you to concentrate, despite your father saying, like, this is where you would find something that that would help you find him, but you can't quite understand, like, what it means, but Sarsa, you remember there's alcohol in the basement. Mm. I should check down there. I want to go to there. Okay, so you pull up this <laughs> sort of trapdoor, this metal hinge, um, kind of brush off aside some ash, and you, and you head down. And then, um, Jarek, are you following, or are you staying up in the top and crying a little bit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is actually very, uh, very on on brand right now. <laughs>
2: No, I'm definitely following. And I don't think so. Eric is, or Jarek is kind of overwhelmed because I don't think he ever mentioned to Sarsa this particular fact. But like when they found this business, this kind of like vacant business, when they had some money and they decided to invest in a bar, it wasn't random. This is actually the bar. Wayfinders was the bar that Jarek grew up in with his mom. His mom was a server. And so he spent his years, his you first like ten years that here.
0: Sarsa? Aww. You kept know, from Well, it was, and he still is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he, <laughs> you don't know that. I know, so Jerick, but
1: I'm mad.
2: Jarek kind of like explains <laughs> that he's as he like. Well, I think I oh, think.
1: Oh, yeah best to explain it.
2: I think Jarek knows the spot that they're going to because he had kind of like a spot that he and his dad would leave things for it in like an emergency. It was a spot where they could leave a message for each other or something. So he kind of knows a spot down in the basement and what that is kind of shares, he shares like, uh, this was actually the bar that I don't know if I ever mentioned that I grew up in a bar, but, uh,
1: pretty important piece of information that you didn't tell me.
2: Well, I, uh, I mean, that now whole you know. plate
1: over here, you could have said, oh, you know, it's at the old bar at the spot down below. No, you just mum's the word.
2: Don't even I'm, know you. I I mean, you know me now, and there's some things that I've left behind, but they seem like they're maybe going to be coming back right now. So um, now you know. So I uh, I I've re- tried to reclaim a part of my childhood, and then it almost immediately burned down. So... There we go. Let's let's find it and and figure this out if you don't
0: mind. So, uh, you guys are looking around. What's in the basement is uh, there's a, there's a couple of old wine bottles. Some of them are empty because Sarsa, so. and <laughs> uh, and then there's a couple of uh, whiskey bottles. They're all empty. And there's also three kegs. The, the the kegs are usually filled with mead and and ale. Two of them are the way they were Um, one of them is, is actually kind of busted open and and it looks like it was charred a little bit just from heat. And then the third one, which is off to the side is rotated upside down. So the spout is like vertically kind of on the top, which is not how you would store a keg. So that's a little bit unusual.
2: We probably both noticed that right away for different reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, This is true.
2: So we'll go over and check that out.
1: Now, before uh, we go little... digging around and there's there anything else, any other mystery family secrets you want to share with me, <laughs> I'm still pissed off about this.
2: <laughs> I mean, as they come up, I'll let you know. I don't know. I can answer questions. We've had time. I uh, I mean, I, I, my mom worked here and uh, there was an innkeeper who was kind of nice, kind of a jerk. He let us stay. In rooms, if we kept them clean and they were vacant. And,
1: I don't want the boring parts. I just want things that are important.
2: Well, when I was, uh, you know, about 10, my mom got sick and and she died. And uh, this guy showed up and said, I'm your dad and uh, come with me. And then that was, uh, that was the next 10 years of my life. We kind of went all over the place. But that was the last I had seen this place until... Uh, until you and I came back here and picked it up, and you know the rest of that. Right. But uh, whenever whenever my dad and I were out in the world, if there was an emergency, this was the place we would come if we ever got separated. It never happened, but our agreement was like, we'll meet up in the place if we couldn't find it. So, uh, I don't know, that, that's how I knew what he meant in the message. Any other questions? no. Why don't we just look in this thing? Let's
1: open the barrel,
0: yeah. All right, so um, you notice that there's a cork, you know, kind of in the vertical spot. Like, it's instead of where you would normally put a tap, it's like the whole barrel has been rotated around, so it's, it's a bit unusual. And you can try to pull the cork out.
2: Yes, please. I'll do that.
0: Okay, so I don't know what a cork sound is. (laughs) <laughs> um, so you pull that, pull that out and immediately kind of attach that on a string as a little note. And um, it's it's just it's this little parchment and it's rolled up and um, looks like it's been in there for not too long. So you read this note and it says. If you
4: find this, it means I've been compromised. My adversaries in Ballantrell are after information they think I might have. If they keep me alive, they'll most likely take me to the demon Spine prison in the eastern Frostbeard Mountains. I will be tortured for that information. But I will try to endure until you can arrange rescue. There may be others looking for me as well. You will be stronger together. Please hurry, Arick Dark Harbour.
2: <sighs> Alright, well, guess we better go. This is our clue. Uh do you know where the frostbeard mountains are? They're north of here, I'm pretty sure.
0: At that moment, you, you guys both hear from above this kind of Do we leave the washer running? <laughs> Washing machine. <laughs> You, you want to check that out or should yeah, I? Yeah,
1: we should probably go take a look at that. All right. Well, All right. as it said, we'll be stronger together, so lead the way.
0: Okay, so you <laughs> head up. Um, you guys head up and uh, head head up to the top of Wayfinders, or the first floor, and you see pretty much, because there's no walls, um, in the center square right in front of the Crescent Squall 3, this round sort of portal uh, emerging and little sparks and energy and mystical energy and arcane uh, light is shooting out from it, and it gets bigger and bigger uh, to the size of about ten feet wide, and it just goes. And you see these three shadowy figures, small at first, and and they uh, walk through, and they're they're sort of humanoid looking. Um, they they they're just in shadow at first, but then you see three figures walking through this portal, and then behind them, uh, the portal closes like an iris, and it shuts behind them. And you see three figures. Uh, One of them is a human male. Uh, He's uh, got uh, darker skin, um, kind of braids, uh, pulled back, tattoos kind of on the side of his face, thicker coat. And um, he's he's just kind of looking around like, eh, you know, I don't really... Not terribly interested in being here Is sort of his expression You also see uh, I'm actually going to let Lenny introduce her character Oh god, I'm on
1: the spot (laughs) 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 Okay, uh, you see A Tall Slender figure They have a darker tone to their skin as well They have very sandy Blondish hair and seem to be wearing a lot of uh, animal hides <laughs> on their body. Um, they seem very non imposing, even though their height would detect otherwise.
0: And uh, if we can have Chanel introduce your character, what they look like.
1: Yeah,
3: we have a. Uh five foot uh, woman who is half elf and she is she's got brown skin brown curly hair she's got really cool chain mail on and she has a orange tint to her brown curly hair and uh, earrings that kind of run along the edges of her ears uh, of the cartilage and she has a very cool green cloak
0: Ooh. All right, so that's who you see, and they're just kind of walking out, uh getting their bearings. They're they just teleported in.
5: Right, so here we are, Emberbrook. It's a uh, seen better days.
1: <gasps> is this is some kind what? of tower.
2: Are we? Are they in a place where they see us right away, or are we kind of hidden from them?
0: Uh, this female half elf um, who's dressed in this shimmering chainmail in this lavish velvet green cloak, you know, kind of, you know, looking around very like, what is this? And then she instantly locks eyes with the two of you standing there and says, oh, well, I'm not going to say what you say. <laughs> <Sorry>. For sure. <laughs> uh, and she just she sees you instantly. Just the radar went off. Hi.
3: What's going on?
2: Are you uh, a looking for us, or are you looking for something? I'm uh,
1: sorry, bars burned down. There ain't no whiskey left. Yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So let's let's we'll go back a little bit. So you were brought here by um, your your friend, whose name is Jordan. Jordan. Um, he is sort of a, a, a he actually found you guys. And said that um, he was uh, sort of contracted by a mutual associate to bring you here to find uh, a clue, oh. um, which which Cookie and, and you know about. So okay. that's why you're here, is to find a clue for the location of, of your target.
3: Well, seems like we're looking for a
1: clue. What are you guys doing here? I'm trying to get a little tipsy, but I'm afraid uh, the stores have all burned down.
3: Yeah, kind of seems like that.
1: Hmm.
2: Really, uh, we're in a little bit of a hurry, so really we just need to determine if we can just, like, leave, or uh, if you, y'all are friendly, or if we're gonna have to fight you, because if we need to fight you, it's gonna have to happen kind of quick.
3: Cookie, what do you think if these guys is the the clue?
1: Well... I was really hoping we'd have a better clue.
3: I would hope, yeah, I was kind of hoping so, too.
1: These guys but seem real inclined to fight us. They're not inclined to be friendly at all.
3: That was the, that was what I got right off the bat,
1: yeah. I feel like we came out here as total open-souled spirits and got married <laughs> with
2: violence.
1: <laughs> I, I. I'd just like to point out that as of right now, neither one of us has drawn a weapon. We're just trying to figure out what's going on because, I mean, it's, it's weird that there's this many people in a city that's completely burned down.
2: Also, she offered you a drink, uh, which is a big
5: for her. And so, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this little, is a peace like,
4: offering.
1: Very little alcohol left.
5: I ought to say that there wasn't any drink left.
2: Well, it was more of a hypothetical drink in that if there was a drink, uh, she would have been offered to you. But um, it's
3: bad luck to offer an empty drink. Whoa, I don't know what accent that
5: was.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's bad luck to offer an empty drink. An empty glass is worse than no
1: glass at all. Yeah. I really feel like we're getting caught up in right. the weeds here a little bit. Uh, you
2: know what? Realistically, Sarsa, you, you probably have a drink, right? Just give him a drink and we can, we can not avoid a fight and let's go.
1: Fine. I dig down into my cleavage and pull out a flask. See? I, don't I normally I save this one for myself only, but if you're going to push my hand in this.
2: There you go. Everybody can have a little drink and then we can go. Is this good? We good?
3: It is- yeah, I'm fine. I don't really drink too much. It's the okay. gesture.
1: I like my drinks chilled. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> warm whiskey, she said, taking <laughs> a plug. I'll pass. So uh, what kind of a clue are you looking for? Hey, I mean, we don't
3: really know.
1: We did used to run this establishment, so, you know, we might be a wee bite helpful if it's something in particular in the city. Jericho knows this place better than anyone.
5: Did you say, "Oh, did you say, Jarek?" Oh no! No!
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice try.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, look, I'm I'm Jarek, Jarek Dark Harbor, and uh, all right these these are the ones. A lot, lot of okay. Oh, uh,
5: these are the ones. you've talked to them. Go, Clearly, we're on the same it. mission to rescue Mister Eric. Talk to them. Oh, wait.
2: Well, well, that's a much better option than I was thinking originally. You guys are after. Eric.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Kinda. Hmm. But yeah. Hmm. That wasn't cryptic at all.
2: And you know him how?
1: I don't think we's allowed
3: to say.
2: No. Okay. That sounds fairly right for him. Listen, I, 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 I don't. We got this airship over here. It's so a Crescent Squall Three. Don't ask about one and two. She's kind of a sore subject. But if you all want to get on right now, we're headed towards the Frostbeard Mountains. That's where we think he is. So if you're willing to help, please. But I, I just we we can't wait around any longer. We can well, talk in the air.
5: I we won't need to do that. I I owe Mister Eric a favor, and y'all just come with me. And he pulls out this nice. big bulbous. <laughs> Purple berry. Oh, God. (laughs) That could have gone in a whole different direction. This isn't for Eaton. And he pauses for a second and sort of screws up his face in concentration and throws it at the ground.
0: And when he does that, you see a small spark hit the ground and it starts to grow and this uh, similar portal from what you saw before grows in size to about 10 feet and starts spinning around and through it is just uh, almost like a window you see this um, mountain top that's crunchy snow and, and clouds in the background and similar mountain peaks it's as if it's right there in this giant round painting but it's it's standing, uh, or it's kind of right next to uh, Jordan and in these two new half elves that you've just met. I didn't publicly come out saying I was a half elf. <laughs> well, they can kind of, they can kind of <laughs> tell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's the secret?
2: <laughs> is that the, is that the Frostbeard mountains?
5: Oh, right. It is. Let's go. All
2: right. Well, Can I maybe roll an insight check just on the general trustworthiness of this crew I'm about to step through a portal with? Yeah, roll an insight check. 14. Are they trustworthy?
0: Um, You know, from what you can tell, uh, they seem like they are on the mission that they've said they are, and they seem, uh, you can't really tell if you can trust them so much as they seem intent on doing what you're doing and you're heading in the same direction is what you can kind of tell. Like they're gonna go, and you know they they don't really care. They don't seem to care about uh, them or not.
1: Jarek, just a little point of caution. We go through that their thing, and our ship is left here. I just, are we going to be able to get back? Uh,
2: I I don't know for sure, but I mean we can lock down the ship, and and this is the fastest way. I think I have to go try to find him. Jordan
0: kind of overhears that, and he steps up and
5: look. I'll 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 get you back. But I'm I'm going through, leaving in three hours, with or without you. So let's go.
1: Oh, three hours.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it was three hours, (laughs) and then Jordan just steps through the (laughs) port. Right. right.
1: Uh, Let's lock down the ship, and I mean. I'll go yeah. there go. Yeah. Bloop bloop.
0: Okay. Yeah. said, taps on a little button that she has, and it uh, There's kind a of this little shimmer goes over the crescent squall, and it looks like this has this little barbed purple energy to it um, from the from the night crystals that are emanating. A
5: glowing red bar. Uh, no, it's appears. purple. No, a glowing <laughs> red bar appears over the ship's wheel and stretches. Down gotcha. So
0: yes. <laughs> yes. It's a magical club. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> What do the rest of you do? You have this portal. I go through. Jerek walks through. I go through. Sarsa walks through. Cookie looks down at Wilma. Uh,
3: Wilma gives two finger guns and then walks
0: through. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Cookie follows. Cookie follows. And then immediately after Cookie goes through, closes and suddenly... You are on crunchy snow-covered mountain peak. As you look down around you, there are other small mountains and clouds cresting the edge. You're so high up, the air is suddenly thinner, and it takes you a second for your head to adjust to the sudden climate change. It um, is because of the so cold, and it's very cold. And uh, Sarsa, you didn't bring a coat, and you're kind of you know a lot of your skin is exposed. Uh, cookie you're not really wearing even a shirt but I'd say you have <laughs> you have a tougher exterior um, so you're not really bothered by it and face the, the bracing cold is kind of nice but it's probably not smart to stay out here for too much longer um, so I would like all of you guys uh, to make a perception check the four mm. of you two. One 18. plus one. <laughs> 18.
1: Okay. 18?
0: 18. 18 as well.
3: Um, wait, what, hold what on. What are you guys I looking at? I'm going to do the math.
0: Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Cookie, Wilma, and Sarsa. Um, Jarek is suddenly very cold. <laughs> uh, he kind of looks at Jordan, and uh, Jordan is starting to sort of carve, push away some of the snow and he's kind of chanting something to himself and you see some arcane energy kind of coming from his hands. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, the um, Cookie, Wilma, and Sarsa see in the distance at the peak of this mountain about uh, 100 yards ahead of you uh, are these two um, large horns carved from rock pointing up into the sky mm-hmm. um, next to the left horn. Uh, I'm going to say Sarsa, you see this because you have particularly good perception um, fall in the snow. You see a crumpled shape. It's, it's just a dark shape against white uh, background. Um, at the same time, Jordan is, is sort of uh, casting a spell of some kind and this faint, uh, glimmering uh, dome appears uh, right in front of him.
1: Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. point out by the horn, Hey uh I think I see something over there. I'm not sure if it's person or what, but there's something by that horn.
0: Right, remember 3 hours and then
5: <laughs> Jordan steps into
0: the <laughs> Jordan steps into this arcane dome that has this kind of shimmering pink energy and uh vanishes. It, it's almost like he's not there anymore. But that but you you've heard of such spells that that per- that kind of create like a little a uh, dome or a hut, you know, of of mystical energy. That so he's still here, but but you get the sense that he's just protecting himself. Um, and he gave you a three hour timer.
2: Is he like just gonna hang out in there, or what's the deal with Jordan?
0: He's just gonna hang out. Well, you could ask him, but
2: well, I am saying that to Wilma and Cookie. Everyone. Like, what's his deal? <laughs> he's just gonna chill in there while you you two do the dirty work, or or what's how's this whole situation work?
5: Yeah, what's it? Right, I wasn't hired to to fight. Just here to chauffeur. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You heard it.
2: Okay,
5: got it.
4: Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get the sense that Jordan is uh, kind of repaying a favor and fighting and going in was not part of the deal. He's just he is a uh, sort of wizard transport for hire sort of guy. So two hours
5: fifty nine minutes.
0: (laughs)
2: Okay, thank you. Let's 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 head to let's head to that horn. Cookie Wilma, what's I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like, what's your deal? Why are you here? Do you owe my, do you owe Erica a favor or?
1: Oh, now you want people to talk about their feelings. But when it comes
2: to you, you don't
0: share nothing.
2: I'm sorry I didn't mention it. It didn't seem relevant. All right. (laughs)
0: So as you're heading towards the horn, you guys can have this, uh, you guys can have this conversation. Crunch, crunch, crunch. You're stepping in the snow.
1: Yeah, but real talk, what's your deal? Yeah, we, uh, I guess you could say we work with
3: the guy. Mm.
2: So crime, you do crime? Are we talking about crime? You, you seem dodgy.
3: I use a different word.
2: What, and what I'm is that word? I
5: nosy these guys are. A-
3: yeah it's not becoming of you. I would just say uh, we do a little uh, we do a little town work if you catch my drift is
2: that is that crime? It sounds like crime.
1: It's positive crime.
2: Oh okay. Well my well, do
1: you catch they, that' if they're, if they're not fans of our business. I will go full bear on them.
2: No, hey, don't, I do you crime.
1: Don't forbear. Jerick, you don't want full beer. You
3: don't,
0: bear don't, bear
1: don't want full no, no, beer. Do do does crime, but he doesn't do it very well. This man has the most ridiculous sense of morality I've ever seen in my life.
0: Uh, Jarek, um, uh, you know from the brief kind of recent, you know, uh, dealings with your with your father when he briefly visited and just and from just some of the things he said that, you know, he has this, new business kind of established in Valantrell, uh in the realm of Valcara. And he doesn't really tell you, he hasn't ever really told you what he does, but he seems to be doing things for the right reasons. And, you know, some of them sounded a little shady, but also some things sounded like on the up and up. So you get the sense that these guys sort of help him with that. They're not straight up criminals, but they're sort of like working for him. You know, if that makes sense, you, you get the mm. sense that these are the kind of guys that he would, Work with,
3: so yeah, positive crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, positive crime.
2: All right. Well, if we get into trouble, which is probably pretty guaranteed, if we're going to break somebody out of a dungeon or whatnot, that sounds
3: pretty positive.
2: How do we? Yeah. How do we? You know, what can you do?
4: How do we have each other's back? You,
0: my whole skill set. Okay. Uh, just as you're saying that and asking that um, you guys reach this shape and within about 10 feet you notice on the the snow covered uh, floor next to this giant about 30 foot tall stone horn is the body of a deep gnome and he's, he's definitely like a smaller figure he's got gray ashy skin sort of white sideburns he's got this sort of a loose canvas armor not the best quality it looks like kind of what a prison guard would be wearing and he is in the snow you can see his chest breathing up and down barely alive
1: i'm gonna kick him (laughs) (laughs) okay like you know just like wake him up like i'm not trying to really hurt him but just like
0: the cleric kicks the <laughs>
1: Like, you know, the equivalent of, like, is it dead yet?
0: Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, as you kick him, you hear this little.
1: You don't look so good down there, boyo. I don't think your kick helped.
0: What, what do you guys want
5: from
1: me?
2: Are there signs of what happened? Like, he looks like a guard. Is there signs of, like, a scuffle? Or did he get ambushed?
0: He's covered in some dirt. He's. He's got some snow on him, obviously, and he's got a little bit of blood spatter on his coat. It doesn't look like he has been hurt, but he definitely has some sort of uh, blood or gore on him. And he looks terrified at first. He he looks at you a bit shocked, uh, backing up a little bit and realizing that you are normal looking people. And uh, he, he, he pauses for a sec.
5: Who are you? What do you want?
1: We're, uh, we're looking for Demon Spire. I imagine it's nearby.
0: It
5: is. But isn't it? I made it. I made it out. I made you made it out. it out. You're on your way out. I made it out.
2: Congratulations. Do you mind if we? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's in there, and then, you know, we can help you on your way.
5: Do you, do you have any food or a drink, or-
1: no? Answer our questions. She's definitely got a drink. Wait, I, I, I have a snack. Snacks are for people who give us. Worthwhile information.
3: Have you ever thought about being nice?
5: (laughs)
0: Really good question, Wilma. You're so
5: smart. You haven't even told me who you are yet.
0: This is me being nice. He looks very weak and and about to faint again. (laughs)
3: Wilma is going to take out a small piece of bread that she has. She always has snacks on her, and she uh, gives it to uh, a small man in ground.
0: Small man. Uh, um, Go ahead and roll a uh, persuasion check, Wilma. Cool.
3: Fourteen.
0: Fourteen. Yeah. Right. He he, uh, looks like he's got some color back into him.
5: Alright, here's what you need to know. You don't want to go into there. Check. There was a, a a monster got loose in the prison. Oh, great. Killed so many. The guards and Killed a lot of prisoners too. Okay, this I sounds like a pros and cons situation. Got a
1: prisoner in there that looked a little bit like this fine fella right here.
2: I kind of like smile a little bit, hold my head
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks at you like his head sort of cocks like a <laughs> like a dog, you know, like <laughs> like a well. And there's there's a glint of recognition.
2: A little more facial hair. Uh, what was uh, older? Way older. Probably
1: a that? little bit better facial symmetry, I'd say. What
5: hey, was his, what was his name? Eric. Oh, uh, Dark Harbor prisoner. Yeah, is he in there? Is he okay? He was uh, brought in about. Oh, how long have I been out? He's. Uh, he was brought in about two days ago, with a old human and a. One of those uh, scaly uh dragon boards. You uh if he's still alive, he'll be in uh solitary on the tailbone.
1: Uh
5: the how, how do we inside? Well, seeing as somebody decided to feed me,
0: I'll tell you.
3: You're welcome.
0: Mm. And she winks. <laughs> And uh, from his uh, jacket, he he pulls out this parchment that's kind of rolled up, and um, and hands it to Wilma. Wilma, you open it up
5: so you can see the f- front entrance right here. That's uh, probably not the best way to go. Last time I left, when I left, the last place I saw the monster it was right up near the top <gasps> floors.
3: A monster.
5: What kind of monster are we talking about? Big one.
2: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Scary. A lot Thank of blood. you for your riveting description. So we'll, you're saying we'll just that, sort that out on our own. i
1: saying that Daddy Dark Harbor is going to be
2: down here towards these lower levels. Could we possibly not call him that, if that's at all?
3: I like that name. Daddy okay. Dark Harbor. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
5: if Wilma so likes that. it, I like it. I shouldn't have mentioned it. All right. Fine. <laughs> all right. Down, and he, he uh, points at the... God, what, what would that be? The last one, the bottom one uh, there. And says... Yeah, that's the tailbone right there.
0: But All you're right.
1: looking at this map. It don't look like there's any way... Is there a way to get to there from the ground level?
0: So as he points, you notice that there's a, a dripping of snow gets on the map, and it starts to bleed in. But as it does that, you see lines show up around the exterior of some of these levels just to, just a little teeny bit.
1: Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take out my chest liquor and
0: <laughs> Sorry what?
1: <laughs> you heard it.
0: That's canon now. Chest liquor.
1: <laughs> and like wet the page a little bit.
0: Sarsa pulls out her uh vial of liquor and um pours it on and you see These lines uh, show up, which um, seem to show a tunnel system that resembles what probably is a sewer uh, leading to the right side of the mountain, which looks like a pretty steep, steep cliff and is leading up to some of these levels and some of the rooms on the left side of, of the map of each level. There's. About six levels in total, uh, they get smaller as they get further down with stairs in between. And the other thing you see on the map is each level has a hole in the middle of, uh, of the central platform uh, uh, surrounded by these cells. But yeah, these, these lines are revealed. And um, as Sarsa does this, she is also breathing pretty heavily. And as your breath, your warm breath hits the page, some other lines... Show up just faintly.
2: This is a <laughs> very intense map.
1: I mean, wouldn't what? it have been easier to just put everything on the map and have it show up?
5: Well, the no, warden, this is way cooler. He, the warden doesn't want everyone to know he has secrets,
1: right? Well, um, I suppose,
2: uh, hold up something hot to it, don't burn it.
0: Uh the line, the lines start to the lines start to fade a little bit.
3: We could all just breathe on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get together and breathe.
0: This like- <laughs> Everybody <laughs> leans in over this the paper really getting- <laughs> and just takes a nice breath, like, <sighs> like and as you as you do that and combined a with
3: oh there's a lot as <laughs> you do that
0: and combined with the moisture that's already on the page, you see lines On the left side, leading to um, what looks like an exhaust pipe uh, behind where you are. And sure enough, you all turn around and about 100 yards in the other direction, you see a small little plume of exhaust uh, like smoke coming out of the mountain where it doesn't make sense where that would happen.
2: All right. Well, it seems like we've got the uh, front door Monster door, we've got the cold, wet sewer line, and we've got the hot, steamy exhaust port. Anybody, anybody have a preference?
1: Voting for that exhaust port, because I am freaking freezing. Yeah, that's a good one. Plus, I don't feel like climbing down a cliff if I can help it.
2: All right, well, let's let's give it a try. Thanks, friend, and I'll put my hand on the Deep Gnome and... Lay on hands, heal him for 2 HP.
5: Oh, thank you very much. Feels nice. Name's Grunkadil. It's a pleasure.
2: Thanks, Grunkadil. We appreciate your help.
3: It's nice meeting you.
2: I've, I can kind of gesture down to roughly where Jordan was and say if you just wait right down there we might be able to pick you up later if you, uh, well, if we survive. <laughs> So you might have to roll the dice on that one. I'm just letting you know.
0: Ha ha! Looks to camera. <laughs> <laughs> and and Grim Godil uh, sort of nods in his appreciation, but then sort of stands back up and goes inside of the doorway of the horn, and and um, sort of seems like he's just gonna shelter right there okay. um, as as he uh, eats the rest of the bread that Wilma gave him. So. Bless you.
5: Thanks again for the bread.
0: No, no, no. You're welcome, You're sweetheart. So you guys are going to head towards the exhaust port? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you backtrack about 200 yards. It takes a little bit of time, a couple minutes. Um, and you find this uh, vent, essentially, that's about uh, uh, six feet wide. It's pretty big. Um, covered by a metal grate, and steam is kind of coming out of it. Uh, it. It comes in little little patches. It's not like burning hot steam. It's just it's normal, you know, room temperature air. But in the freezing cold atmosphere, it's it's causing a lot of um, you know uh, the, the steam to, to show up. So you you get the sense that if you went down inside of this, it wouldn't it wouldn't burn you, but it would be warmer for sure. But it is a Vertical drop.
2: Hmm. Does anybody have a good way to get down there without, you know, plummeting to our death?
3: Um, I guess I could shape shift. I didn't mention that before.
2: Okay. <laughs> that does sound relevant. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds useful. Okay. Uh, I think I have a grappling hook in here. I can maybe hook it down and go... Until the rope runs out, depending on how deep it is, some of us could climb down. Any other ideas?
1: Uh, I've got some rope as well, so we could tie the rope together, maybe get a little bit further down. According to this map, it looks like we could at least get down to that second level. It looks like there's a vent. I don't know quite how far down that is, but I don't think it's reasonable to expect us to make it all the way down in this vent shaft.
0: Um, Sarsa, you actually feel a little poke at your hip and you look Mm. down and uh, you see that your rope has animated itself and it kind of (laughs) is poking you like poke, 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 poke and it looks up it kind of twists up at you as if to look at you like, hey, did you forget about me?
1: I (laughs) most assuredly did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like a little like a little bird like twitch, twitch, twitch like did you need a rope? Like, it's sort of... Burp, burp, burp. Uh, <laughs> and you remember you have this rope of climbing. That's right. Sorry,
1: my buzz is finally wearing off. I do have a rope of climbing. That is a thing that I have that I am 100% aware of. <laughs> and I know exactly what it does. I think it would be really helpful for us right now.
0: <laughs> it's about 100 feet. It wouldn't... Uh, so you you know it would get you a portion of the way, what looks like down there based on scale and everything, so... Combined okay. with Jarek's grappling hook, you could probably get down to that last level um, the fifth level down, um, or at least to the rooms next to the fifth level down if you wanted to if you combined your two ropes.
2: We want to do that. This is' yes. coach's, coach's magic rope that he had and he gave to Sarsa so can, like, gave, it can like untie itself okay
0: yes,
1: let's I want to go to there.
2: Um, is In there the a good place battle. to secure something to up there?
0: The the grappling hook can be secured to the uh, metal railing of the uh, vent, so it's it's pretty secure.
2: All right, well we'll do that, and we'll tie the rope to the other end of the grappling hook,
0: and. So, what's the order of descent here? Who's going first?
1: I'll go first because I have dark vision.
0: I
2: also have dark vision <laughs> now.
0: So I
3: also have dark vision. I'm just kidding. I don't have dark
0: vision. You do, actually.
3: (laughs) I'm just kidding. So I also have dark vision. (laughs) And
0: I do as well. All I had
2: to do was almost turn into a snake.
0: Yep. Um, All right.
2: We have dark vision. Let's go down, everybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Wilma, um, go ahead and make a survival check for me.
3: Oh, man. 23.
0: Nice. (laughs) So uh, you're instincts um, that s- at least cookie knows about you-, you start sniffing this this steam that's coming up and you get a, a-, a scent that uh, there there is definitely blood you know in the air this kind of iron um, taste of blood that you sniff mm-hmm. and you also sense something uh, otherworldly something that is not uh, fauna it- it's 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 not an animal per se it's something that unnatural from this world um that's coming up with the steam it's very faint but um only you can really smell that And especially with that role it's a it's 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 hitting you like almost like a warning trigger
3: wait a second do you guys
1: smell that Jarek? what'd you eat for lunch
2: it was a long trip over Uh, we came from a Arid. It was a Mediterranean type of location. I'm sorry, I didn't get a shower.
1: It doesn't do well when he has the fat to cheese.
2: There was a whole like flood recently. It's a long story.
0: It's not that. It's <laughs> one step. Not away. that.
3: <laughs> um, I think there's something that seems really scary, and you know. Otherworldly,
2: like a, a monster that kills a bunch of prisoners and guards, kind of under otherworldly, yeah. or
3: yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, how about I go first?
3: You have dark vision.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's new. Listen, I gotta go. If you're not coming, that's fine, and I head down I the road.
3: <laughs> also go, but I'm telling <laughs> you what I snuck Sarsen, all right, notice
0: follows You've noticed that humans in your that you've dealt with before, including your employer, um, th- humans don't normally have dark vision. So this is definitely unusual. And um, I'm going to have you go ahead and make an insight check. Wilma.
3: OK. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Twenty
0: one. Nice, yeah. So you you know he's telling the truth. He's definitely genuine, like he has dark vision. Um you're not quite sure how he has dark vision, but um he, he's he's not lying.
3: She will briefly sniff him.
0: Okay. <laughs> she I'm is just gonna say suspicious. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say with your abilities, you smell a human with a very, very faint uh, uh, reptilian uh, mm. uh, scent. Got it. Very
2: faint. Is she okay. is she casually sniffing me, or am I like definitely noticing her sniffing me?
3: You probably would notice as I've already finished making my assessment. Like, <laughs> oh, that just happened, but
0: okay she's <laughs> kind of doing this almost I'll like dance it. move like <laughs> neck bob like kind of neck weave like you know like, like kind of uh, almost like a cat you do know, like I know yeah. this uh, yeah you know yeah this. I'm a glare Darsa <laughs> <laughs> so gives you a glare uh, alright so you heading down
2: I'm glad we made yeah. this all awkward I'm going first
0: <laughs> okay. I'm
1: I head
2: down, head down right. the rope
1: And I'm going to glare for a little longer
0: before I pop down. Hey, everybody. You've heard us talk about our host site, The Geekly Grind, before. Well, now there's even more to geek out about. The Geekly Grind just celebrated its fifth anniversary. And to commemorate this milestone, we're proud to announce The Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Right now, the network features three geek-centric podcasts. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, featuring weekly episodes about anime and manga from Viz and Funimation. Comic Book Keepers, where myself and my friend Lance talk about one comic book hero, villain, or team, one issue at a time. And Knights of the Roll Table, a funny and family-friendly D&D role-playing adventure with original homebrew settings, the podcast you're listening to right now. We're also on the lookout for other geek-centric podcasts, so if you know one, or make one, be sure to tweet us at the Geekly Grind and let us know about it. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for geeking out. Hey everybody, this is Chris again, and I just want to say I'm super excited to have you guys finally hear this one shot that we recorded a couple weeks ago with uh, our special guests Lenny and Chanel and Zach's dad, Tadstones. So we are doing this in two parts. We have this first part and next uh, episode that we'll post in two weeks will be part two. And then after that, we will be posting a special Halloween episode at some point. Um, I, I think the following two weeks, maybe uh, stay tuned for a Halloween episode at some point in the future. And then we will actually have a, recording about um, the Ancestry and Culture one-shot, where we're going to kind of go through how to create a character using that, something, a supplement that's come out that we really like, and um, we're going to be talking about that and doing a bit more of a how-to episode discussing that. And then finally, after that, around the beginning of November, we will be starting Season 4, and Season 4 will be DM'd by our very own Jeff Frank. Aka XX Bloody Heart. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we just recorded the first episode the other night, and it is a lot of fun. New characters from a couple of us. Uh, you'll just have to wait and see who makes the cut. So um, it'll be really interesting. We really thank everybody for listening to the show, and we know that this podcast and you know listening to tabletop role playing games is not the most important thing in the world right now. There's a lot of crazy, scary things going on. There's a lot of stuff that hits home. Uh, you might have people that have been sick or out of a job. Maybe you're out of a job. And if we bring you just a tiny minute of happiness in the year or the month, you know that that that's why we do it. And and we're doing it because it it ma- makes us feel happy. And we hope it makes you feel happy, too. And the best way that you can support us is by going on to Apple Podcasts, going on to Spotify, going on to Google Podcasts, and leaving a rating and review. We really, really would appreciate that. Um, it helps other people find out about the show. A five-star review goes a long way. Um, letting us know what you think, letting us know what characters you like, letting us know what kind of adventures you want to hear more of. Uh, you know, Let us know what what season that you like. Um, I'm partial myself to season two but you know everybody has their own favorite so um, just you know let us know what you think and um, if you like it or if you don't like it we'll take everything but um, thank you guys again for listening and once again stay safe and make life an adventure alright so you you head down Jared goes first Sarsa goes second Uh, who's going third
3: I can go third.
0: All right. Wilma goes third. Cookie follows up. Drop down. You slowly descend down into this exhaust port. The heat is welcoming. As you're getting further down, all of you actually pick up on this scent that Wilma is uh, was describing. It, it's a little bit weird. I mean, it definitely there's a stench of almost like a gym locker at first, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, prison it makes sense. <laughs> but then there's something else that's sort of hitting the air that's like, like oh this that's not good it's it and some of you have sort of smelled this kind of thing before in battle and and uh, it, it's definitely not a great smell um, but as you're getting closer towards the bottom of, of the vertical shaft uh, you're 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 sensing this more and more um, and the steam is is helping to carry it um, you reach down to the last level and it sort of. Plateaus out and it heads um, uh, horizontally. The exhaust tunnel—it's uh, just uh, tall enough where, if you if you crouch down a little bit, um, you guys can kind of walk, you know, in a crouched position, but you can't stand up fully. And you have to walk forward about um, fifty feet before you see another vent. Um, that is uh, actually no, sorry. Uh, you walk forward about fifty feet and you see. What looks like just an open door? It's like an open hole um, going into some sort of lit up area. So, so are
2: we on like a ground level now, or are we still hanging from a rope?
0: You're 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 off the rope, right. and then you head about fifty feet in, um, and then you, if you want, do you want to go into this room?
2: We'd want to oh, retrieve wait. magic rope because she can do that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you we... can call back the rope. The rope lowers, kind of jumps. <laughs> Kind of jumps on your hip, and coils up, and it sort of, you know, like a cat sort of rubs against you and is like, "Thank you."
3: <laughs> Wait, can I use that thing that lets me say into another room? Yes. Okay, I want to do that. Okay.
0: <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what it's called. I'm running through all the little thingamabobs right now. Do you
0: do you, do you remember uh, that's a that's one of your eldritch invocations, right? I think. Do you remember so. what that is, Matt?
3: Ghostly gaze.
0: <laughs> ghostly gaze okay thank you yay can you read it's can you read that out for i can't
3: <laughs> prerequisite seventh level as an action you gain the ability to see through solid objects at a range of 30 feet within that range you have dark if oh you have dark vision so you don't already so if you don't already have it oh cool i didn't know that this special <laughs> sight lasts for one minute or until your concentration ends as if you were concentrating on a spell During that time, you perceive objects as ghostly, transparent images. Once you use this invocation, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. I'll just get this. I'll just
0: say that you don't, (laughs) you can smell that, um, uh, there, there's no, there's nobody in this room. Mm -hmm. Like there's no people you would, you would be able to smell them. Okay. Um, and and you get the sense that uh, there is a little bit of light coming from that, so you can kind of see like that's probably safe. Okay, but you can you can let them know or not let them know if you want. Uh,
3: I'll, I'll let them know. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to go in.
1: We go to there.
0: Okay, yes. so you all head in. Jared goes in first. Uh, you all exit out of this of this hole, and as Cookie, who's the last one goes through as each one of you go through this hole you, you feel this kind of almost like like a suction on your body it's like you know and, and you kind of you know it kind of pops up and as you turn around Cookie sort of notices um, this sort of shimmer goes over the hole and it's not a hole anymore it's a wall so
3: you tricked us what I think we've been tricked
1: I don't like that. I don't like that at I all. I didn't
3: say that in character. I'm so sorry. That was out of character.
0: <laughs> that was you're a saying, that you're was a I Chris tricked you trick you, like does. the DM tricks yes. you. <laughs> Wait, is, are my characters talking to me? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. is this stranger
0: than fiction. Are you Will Ferrell?
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> we want union
0: rights. <laughs> I got you some flowers. Um, well, it seems like it's a it seems like it's a wall.
2: Uh, I go back and kind of like um, poke that to see if it's like an illusion or what's going on with it.
0: Pretty hard stone.
2: I guess we're going forward.
0: That stinks. Jarek, make a um, make an intelligence check. Oh, no. Why bother?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eight. What, what the heck? Destroy it. Eight stone's hard but there there's <laughs> there's something else that tells you well this is a this is a prison so they probably use magic to let things in or uh, uh, let things in but not let things out mm. you 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 don't know exactly how that works but you you get the sense that like well that makes sense
2: <laughs> yeah i probably now that we're like six levels down i probably share like So it occurs to me that it might be a lot easier getting into this place than it will be getting out.
1: Oh, you think so? You think so, Jarek? With the wall that just came out of nowhere behind us?
0: Well, uh, improvise aside from a, a single torch on the wall the room is pretty dark but all of you have dark vision so it's not an issue the only thing that's really in the room is a series of shelves and there are boxes and they're all labeled with numbers and letters and they are as such you see some of them have the prefix rc some of them have tb some of them have bs no jokes please some of them have n s and l so rc tb bs n s and l and there's also numbers ranging anywhere from one through 15 next to the letters and they're like little little boxes like about five inches by like 15 inches deep on each shelf
1: r c b s t l
0: no, no tl TB. there's t b b s n s and l so six
2: all right. Well, we got some boxes with some letters on them. This clearly contains uh RC maybe rat uh cubes and uh TB here. Maybe this has <laughs> terrible brains and
5: uh if you
1: had to assign snacks
2: in this a one. A
1: number to how smart you are, what would you say that number is? <laughs>
2: You know what? I got a lot of charisma. Is what you need to know. So don't you worry about it.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the Two S. Worries. Okay, you're gonna look at S, uh, and then pick a number one through fifteen, or roll a die, roll a D twenty. You want me to roll a D twenty? Eh, what the heck? Okay, that's a three. Great. So you pick S three. Um, you notice in S three, there's a, a a pocket watch. There is a small dagger um, that that looks like the hilt is broken, and there's also a picture of an old lady holding a cat.
1: I take all of them.
0: (laughs) All right, pocket the dagger, Uh, mark dagger, pocket watch, and old lady with cat picture in your inventory. Done. anybody anybody else want to look
3: at? Uh, Wilma, we'll look at BS eleven.
0: BS 11 yes so in that one you find um a couple of uh gold coins nice and uh, uh, like like five gold
1: coins
0: (laughs) and uh you also find a uh, a parchment which seems to have a, a a couple of notes of like names on it um some of them are scratched off yeah and that's it nice you can add five gold coins to your inventory if you want. Uh, I would like all of you to make a wisdom check.
1: Uh-oh. Just a check, not a save, right?
0: A, a, a general wisdom check, yeah. 17. It's very good.
3: Oh, nice. 19.
0: Nice. Cookie, what'd you get?
1: Oh, gosh. Here I was smack talking someone else's wisdom.
2: Oh, good. Mine's not garbage. Hey. <laughs> I I
1: think you were smack talking his intelligence. His intelligence. My
2: my wisdom is also bad, but not as much as my intelligence.
1: So I was right. Okay. Um, Well, I got an
0: 18, so. Okay. So um, a couple of you remember, you know, we have that map. And some of these might refer to, some of these little letters might refer to uh, things on the map. And it is a prison. And these are things that might belong to people. You also remember Graham Godill mentioning that Eric was on the bottom level.
1: Did he give a name for that? He said solitary. So on the map,
0: the bottom level is labeled as the tailbone.
1: Solitary on tailbone. Oh, ti T. T. I'm going to go through the T's. Give me all the
0: The T B's? T B, Yeah. Yeah. It's TB. There are only six numbers for TB. Three of them are empty. One of them has a large black claw. I want it. That's it. You have it. It's a large, um, I'd say about six inch large claw.
1: Back scratcher.
0: (laughs) And uh, in TB three. You find a dark cloak, shimmering purple and black, and there <laughs> and there is um uh there is a crossbow and a rapier. It's a larger box, but it uh, has these three items in it.
2: I think he's in TV three. You all, we got to get there. I take all those things.
0: Did you see my all right. <laughs> It's super cool,
1: right? Why don't you leave the pack?
0: All right, so you're gonna, you you want to head out, or do you want to keep looking at people's boxes that you don't own? Oh, uh, you don't own.
3: <laughs> no, let's keep going. <laughs>
2: You know, some of those people are bad. So, in the interest of positive crime, <laughs> we might need to just like have a look. You, you could spend back? a bunch oh. of time just going through boxes of criminals if you wanted to. I encourage them to go to are TB3. To how
0: much time has passed? You you, you notice you know that about forty five minutes has passed. Okay. So you about you have about a little over two hours left. All right, so you head out uh, the door, which is the storage room on the lumbar, which is L, um, <laughs> and, and it exits uh, on top of a, uh, of, into a circular chamber. Um, you're standing on top of what looks like cells, and, and uh, it's sort of like, if you're, you come out of this door, and you're on the ceiling, the roof of the cells... Um, and you see in the central area this round area um, it, it has a hole that kind of lowers down and there's also a stairway on the far end which you can just walk around the, the outside perimeter of this, this kind of ceiling area um, and make your way to the stairs if you want I want yeah
3: Okay. Yeah. so
0: Jarek heads towards the stairs
3: uh, do you everybody, not want everybody... to split up like in game,
0: we you probably should.
3: We I was asking you, do you not want us to? We
0: probably. Oh, it, that's a that's up to you. It's generally not a great idea. Yeah, that's
3: it. what I was thinking, and I figured we should all probably go
1: together up. Yeah. The stairs. There's kind of a it's... running meme of like, don't split the party. Don't split. Yeah.
3: you Then do whatever you want. Wilma will also go up the stairs to not split the group up. She okay, also so thinks fo- it's a bad idea because she you're still gonna follow
0: smells the smell. For sure, yeah. You still smell... Now, as you get into this central area, that and you can see through these holes in the floor, because there's a level above you, and you can kind of see up. Um, as you're in this area, uh, Wilma, you notice the smell hits you again, and particularly that otherworldly smell is coming from above you. And quite quite a distance away um, and as you all enter this, this main uh, uh, level on the map which is marked as the lumbar floor mm-hmm. um, you hear uh, several floors above you, you hear this <laughs> set, like screams and bangs and metal falling down and you know, things like that um, you know, swords clashing, uh, people screaming, men—you uh, uh, know—that that are that kind of uh, have these these long moans and everything like that. So, whatever's happening, and that smell that you smell, Wilma, is is happening quite a ways above you. Do
3: What's you a- remember that smell I smelt earlier?
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just. I know, but I just want to make sure everyone else knows that we're getting closer to the smell. I don't want to be a backseat Nancy, but, <laughs> you know, that smell. All
0: right. So you all head towards the stairs, and are you going up or down?
2: We're going down. We think he's on the tailbone his bottom floor, right? Correct. All right. We go down. Away from scary monster noises. All
0: right. All right. Um, as, you're, as you're heading around that outside um, area, you notice that there are several bodies of Deep Gnome guards lying strewn across the floor. Um, some of them seem like they might be unconscious because they're kind of groaning around and others are just ripped apart. Um, and in the cells, as you're kind of making your way around the perimeter, you notice a few humanoid shapes in the dark, in the back, they're cowering in fear. A few of them seem to not be moving uh, or just not in their cells altogether. Um, occasionally, you'll see a cell door covered in some sort of muck or, or ooze or something like that, that maybe a prisoner got a little too close to the bars. Um, you finally get to the stairway and there is a gate um, that is uh, in front of it. So it is... a uh, a gate that kind of leads into the stairway.
2: So it looks like the guards are all deep gnomes. And so Grimgadil. he said he escaped, but it looks like he he was a guard that escaped the monster as opposed to a prisoner that escaped the
0: Correct. prison. Correct. That, that's what... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he was there, the, the guards on the floor are wearing similar things that Grimgadil was wearing.
2: So I'm going to use my Eldritch Invocation Mask of Many Faces, and I'm going to make myself look like... It's basically like Unlimited disguise Selfs. I'm going to make yep. myself look like Grim Goodell.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, you, you, you see Jarek's form, the three of you, uh, shift a little bit, and suddenly he becomes a little bit shorter not as short as a deep gnome but but definitely deep gnome in appearance hunch. he's a tall deep gnome <laughs> he's like a very uh, taller gnome um, and he, is, he suddenly becomes grey and wears this sort of prison attire but you hear Jarek's voice hey it's me <laughs> out of this deep gnome body yeah, it's exactly an improvement um, so, you, so you approach the gate and um uh, what do you do?
2: Uh, there's uh, nobody, like, that looks conscious or anything around this gate?
0: Not around the gate, no. Wilma
3: will send her frog familiar in. She okay. has him hidden in a secret pocket in her cloak. Uh,
0: like a little pouch on the side?
3: Yeah, it's on the inside. His name is Juju, <gasps> and he's gonna <laughs> just hop in and okay. just take a look around. And I have an ability that lets us talk to each other so she's gonna you Sure. okay.
0: So Juju?
3: Yeah, Juju.
0: All right, so Juju hops through the the gate. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a barred gate uh, that leads into the stairwell. and you you guys see Wilma kneel down and um, this this ethereal kind of uh, misty frog kind of pops up. She's like, "Hi, hey, Juju," and then it kind of hops through the through the gate, and it starts hopping down the stairs. And what you get the sense is that this um, stairway is leading down. Uh, doesn't seem like anything. Uh, at least is in the stairway, so it seems safe. The stairway seems safe, at least.
2: I want to search one of the guards' bodies, any of the guards' bodies for keys.
0: Okay, so you leap down um, into the central area. Um make an investigation check. Nine. nine. You're calling for a lot you-
2: of intelligence checks today, Chris.
0: <laughs> I mean that's what you want to do. So with a nine, it takes you about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, you're like, oh ooh, like that. And you kinda get distracted a little bit. And you guys see Jarek like looking around the bodies and you're like, What's going on? eventually after about 15 minutes you find one of them has a key in a pocket that you have to sort of lift up this dead gnome who has no nose, it's just been scraped off Mm. and um, and he's dead and uh, you find a key and you're like hey it's a key I got a key you unlock the gate and the gate opens Um, the little ethereal frog hops back up to Wilma (laughs) right
1: so we're going in don't worry, Daddy Dark Herber, we're coming for you.
0: Okay, so you, you head down uh, towards the tailbone, into the tailbone of the Demon Spine Prison. And you notice that uh, as you're heading towards the tailbone of the Demon Spine Prison, you notice that the bottom floor is set up slightly different than previous floors. The cells are still arranged in that circular pattern, but there's only six of them and these old metal doors are on the, the, uh, on the floor, opening up to each cell below. So instead of doors in front of the cells, the doors are above. So it's sort of like a pit. And then there is a walkway around the outer perimeter, and then you see um, pacing around this, uh, this perimeter is a male humanoid Um, with kind of a reddish tint. He's got pointy ears, black sideburns, and goblin-esque features in heavy armor, and he's carrying uh, a large sword. And some of you recognize this as a hobgoblin. And he's just pacing around.
1: He's in a cell?
0: He is walking around the outer perimeter. as you, You see this from the stairway.
1: Jarek, you want to uh, try and talk your way out of this, or?
0: Stay back here,
2: stay back here, I got this. And I'll go out.
5: Are, are you sure you've got it, or do you want me to try?
2: It's, like, uh, I mean, realistically, I probably don't have it, so be ready to do whatever you do, but just, like, give me a couple
0: minutes. <laughs> Alright, so you um open the gate, uh, which is actually open, it's not locked. As soon as you do that, you see this hobgoblin stop, and turn his head very quickly, and raise up his sword, and he goes, "Oh, you!
2: I'm from uh, I'm from the Lumbar. that things are crazy upstairs, and uh, they said to evacuate all the prisoners and bring them bring them out to the top level because uh, the security's been compromised. We gotta go. It's a the the red alert. Code D11." I don't
0: know that code.
2: It's red alert because it's uh, there's a monster and then we got to evacuate everybody.
0: Make a deception check with advantage because you look like a guard. Yay. 19. Mm. Uh, he says, I'm not going to let him out, but I'm going to go up and check it out myself.
2: All right, be my guess there's a lot of there's a lot of dead deep gnomes up there, but like you do you.
0: I've been down here since the prisoner was brought down here. And it's my job to make sure that this guy doesn't leave. And if I go up there and find that there's not a big threat, I'm going to come back down here and deal with you myself. Do we understand each other?
2: Uh, yes. Good <laughs> right. good talking to you.
0: And he uh, looks up at the hole that's above on the that's leading to the floor above. And you see him kind of pull out this little side uh, pouch and he pulls out what looks like a tiny crossbow and shoots it up. Oops! (laughs) And it's a little grappling hook and he just (laughs) kind of goes up uh, right through the hole. Dude, he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he's out of sight. That might,
2: that might take him a lot less time to get back here than I uh, was anticipating. Come on, we gotta go.
1: I'm genuinely shocked you didn't mess anything up.
0: Hey, appreciate you. Me too, uh, right? <laughs> roll the high That's deception
1: check.
0: All right, so Charisma. you guys make your way in and um, you have six cells in, uh, below you. What do you want to do?
2: Are they labeled in any way? Because the box is TB3.
0: They are not labeled.
2: All right. Well, I go looking for the third one. Okay. From the left. kind
0: of start on the left. Okay. You start from the left. You go one, two, three. And on the cell to the left of that, Hmm. you hear a voice.
4: Jarek? Is that you?
2: Jarek? Hey. Uh, hi, uh, you called and, uh,
4: we're here.
1: Hi, Daddy Dark and, Harbor!
4: Uh, there's... <laughs> I, I brought friends. Daddy Dark Harbor, is that what you call me Daddy. now, Jarek?
0: It's hard to see, but what you see is one of the deep gnome guards that has been treating you rough the past couple oh. of days. And uh, but you hear the voice of your son, which is very confusing, but kind of makes
2: sense. I don't. I like forgot that I was a deep gnome. (laughs) As Jarek, I forgot that I was a deep gnome, so I'll drop the drop the disguise. Hey, Dad, it's me. And Sarsa. Yeah, she calls you Daddy Dark Harbor, which makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, But
4: uh, is there? Are there? That's all right. From her, it's all right. I don't want (laughs) you calling me Daddy Dark Harbor. That makes me less. And yes, I know you can disguise yourself. I taught you that.
2: Okay. All right. Well, listen. Is there like a key to this thing? How do we get you out of here? It's a jail cell, jerk. Of course there's a key somewhere. I try the key. Get me I out. try the key that I have.
1: Oh, I know that there's a lot of stakes riding on this, but this is the best day of my life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a sweetie.
0: Uh, you try the key that you have and it uh, does not work.
3: Uh-oh.
2: Well, is it working? It's not this key. Listen, well, uh, I'd look around to see if there's any like keys hanging up or levers, things that operate clocks.
4: Jarek? And... Jarek? What? didn't I teach you how to, oh, I don't know, pick a lock? <laughs> you know what? You're the one in the jail cell.
2: So it just, if, it'd be easier if we could just find a key. Jerick, so
1: that's the way to speak to your father.
0: <sighs> Thank you, darling. Uh, Jarek, roll, roll for shame. Now, <laughs>
1: do you think there's a chance that the uh the guard has the key
2: the one that just went to the top level (laughs) yeah that seems legitimate i do i do have my thief schools i'm gonna try to pick the lock while everybody else looks around to see if they see any keys
0: all right make a uh they they don't see a key uh you mentioned a lever there is a lever on the wall near the door
2: does it look like it's in any way connected to the locks?
0: It's it's a it's a uh, rusted green lever that's on the that's on the wall.
2: Mm. Oh, great!
0: You can make an intelligence check.
2: <laughs> I'll ask Eric. Do you know what does that lever do over there? Is that anything?
0: I'm.
4: On the inside of the You've cell. You've been here, right? <laughs> You've been here for, like, days. Have you ever seen anybody move? I've been on this side of the All cell. Right. I wasn't conscious when they brought me All in. Right. I'm going I'm, to. Is that Wilma and Cookie out there? Maybe they can help. Hiya,
3: boss. I was wondering when we was going to be able to say hello.
4: Well, hello. <laughs> and could you help the boy get me out of here?
3: Yeah. Um. Maybe I could give it a try.
4: Be my guest.
2: Or not, maybe he can stay in there.
3: Can Wilma do just a basic uh...
2: maybe the frog can pick the luck
3: you know what? um
2: you,
5: can I ask you something me have you did you did you notice that guard using a key at any point?
4: Um, no. <laughs> but then I wasn't paying attention to the guard as they beat me and tortured me and threw me in the corner. Oh, there he goes with the guilt.
1: Jerick, he's had a tough time.
3: Would you like a piece of bread, boss? I have snacks.
4: That's okay. I'm sorry, Jarek. I'm a bit out of sorts for being imprisoned for a long time. Oh, like my whole childhood. Listen, I'm going to try
0: to... <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know it was only two days, uh, by the
2: way. I'm going to try to pick the lock with my these tools.
0: <laughs> All right, make a slide of hand check.
2: It was a very
4: long two days. Wilma, at
3: the same time, is going <laughs> to...
4: It was night uh, What are you going to
0: do, Wilma?
3: Give him some bread. Some food. Okay. He's Wilma cranky.
0: <laughs> you, well, you see Wilma lower down a little bit of bread. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like giving me a Snickers, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's real good bread. It's like homemade. Mm. Boss, you you're Wilma. cranky mm. when
3: you're hungry.
0: That's true. What's well, the name of good. the bread that you what's the what's the name of this particular loaf that you make? It's boop. It's like a boop. B-O-P. It's boop. Oh, ah, it's boop. Great. <laughs>
4: I love boop. I know. What, one bite of boop will last you for eight hours. God. Yes, hard to get the taste out of your mouth, but
0: yeah.
2: I rolled a nine with my thieves' tools check while everybody's talking
4: about bread.
0: Okay. <laughs> the bread is really distracting. And, uh, <laughs> well, you're like,
4: oh, I understand I just, he like, might be under a little pressure. Uh,
0: I, can't, I can't pick this lock in the yeast. I mean, the least. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> one of your thieves' tools uh, just bends a little bit. Like, oh, you know, I just can't quite get this. Yeah, it's not quite working.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over and pull the lever.
0: Is this is this going to be
1: like the creme brulee again?
0: <laughs> oh
2: right. my gosh,
0: with that, you you pull the lever and all of the uh, doors on top of the cells lift up. <laughs> At that, you also hear what was that? And then the hobgoblin guard, um, sort of soldier person. Uh, leaps down through the hole on top and a third sort of three point landing and stands up and he says
4: well you guys weren't here before
0: surprise I need you all to roll initiative. <laughs> Yay!